Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Bina and Brady with a beer and a bathtub. I am Bina. I am Brady. And we are back to talk about Game of Thrones. Uh, we've been talking about villains. If you fit, missed the first episode, we went through the villains season one, season two. Brady, who are our villains so far? Our first season one villain was Eddard Stark, or Bran, just the Stark clan. And then season two was season two. Yeah, season two itself. Uh, so it really sucks. <laughs> let's dive right into season three. Uh, I can't even read it from here. Season three, as we all know, is a red wedding. Joffrey gets murdered. The purple wedding, I think they call that. That wasn't season four. Season three is a red wedding. Oh, you're right. You're right. Um, Spoilers. Yeah. Uh, season three, we've got... I can't even read that. Well, let's go ahead. Oh, man, this was terrible. Let's we didn't really have anything with season three. <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. Okay. Uh, so let's start with the, the ringleader of the red wedding, Walder Frey. Frey? Frey. No, nah, it's Frey. Frey. It's Frey. <laughs> yeah, it's Frey. Oh, man. Uh, what, <laughs> Which what? is the ultimate villainy. It's just not knowing how to pronounce a name. Yeah, or just <laughs> knowing how and purposefully pronouncing it wrong, just because you can. Uh, yeah, so Walder Frey is a, vil- or is a villain. Uh, you see him in season one a little bit. Uh, Catelyn Stark tries to go through his bridge to River Run. Yeah. And in order to do so... He, he, uh, he, he says weds, he's gonna marry his, his daughter. Yeah, Wed's robbed his daughter. Yeah. Okay. And so that's pretty important because Rob just kind of goes back on that. Rob a villain? Rob's a villain. Alright. Yo, absolutely. He's, yeah. he's another glory hungry Stark. All the Starks are glory Stark hungry. Stark clan, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Walter Frey doesn't really take kindly to being backed out of on a, on a wedding because that wedding would have made him more powerful for sure. Oh, absolutely. Uh, um, and he's all about like those little slights. Yeah, and, and Rob just wanted to marry for love. He was just a 15-year-old kid. Yeah, who found a nurse in the middle of a war zone. It was just like, yeah, that's who I want to marry. Yeah. For reasons that remain unclear. I'm not Why sure. anyone would ever go for either of them. I don't know. They knew each other for about 45 seconds. Yeah, just marry for power at that point, Rob. Yeah. You gotta preserve the family name. Every single person in Game of Thrones did not marry for love. Not one, one marriage in that show was out of love. Uh, Tyrion married for love for like a minute. What? Oh, that wasn't a real marriage. I know, but he did. Yeah, but she didn't. Oh, I'm looking for. I'm looking. That's for right. Her. That's right. Um. So yeah. In conclusion, Walder Frey though, not you can't really blame him. He just did what he was told. Yeah, he did what he was told, and he he saw that the Starks betrayed him in like a little way. So why not just betray them all the way? All the way. Yeah, if you get betrayed by your future king. What does that say about his reign? Like, it's going to be full of betrayals, and, and why would you ever trust that guy? Yeah, I You know who you can trust? Tywin Lannister. Yeah, because he's never betrayed anybody. The man with the plan. That dude can do more behind the desk than anyone can do with a thousand people in their army. The only one that can do more? Tyrion. Tyrion. I don't know. They go If they ever went toe-to-toe, it'd be the best. It would be the best. They did go toe-to-toe. I know, with a crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, not quite the way that he probably envisioned, um... <laughs> taking down his son, or his son taking down him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, I, I'm not gonna blame... T- Tywin Lannister's the best. Like, yeah. Tywin Lannister is just awesome. He's just doing what he gotta do. Every single person in the entire realm respects him. He writes more than Alexander Hamilton. Um, the dude is just the best. I mean, he was running out of time, though. Yeah, well, he orchestrated this whole plan. And he did so by another fa- family friend of the Starks, Bruce Bolton. Um, it's all, it's, those are the three ringleaders. Frey, Bolton, 
Lannisters, all brought about the Red Wedding. Yeah, and all of those names, you can you just know something bad's gonna happen. It's true, but not really villains. You know who the true villain of the Red Wedding is? Whoever killed the wolf and oh. tied the wolf's head to John's or to Rob's body. Yeah, that's fucked that, up. That I legit, I had a true emotional response to that. Yeah. I was, I was upset. Yeah, very angry. angry. It was like, just kill him. Yeah, Sorry. it's like, you did it. Just, come on. Go do something else now. I don't think that was that. I don't think it was Frey or, or uh, Bolton, though. I think it was just, like, the garbs that Yeah, well, it was it. part of the Frey clan. Yeah, that's definitely the Frey clan. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're the, they're the true villains of that whole thing. Yeah. But, we're gonna go hot take here. The actual villain of season three, George R. R. Martin. The true orchestrator of the entire concept <laughs> of the Red Wedding. That dude is the actual villain, possibly, of all of Game of Thrones. Definitely the villain of Game of Thrones, because, I mean, without it, without him, nothing, ha- no, nothing bad happens. Nothing, yeah, it would just be <laughs> another, like, princess fairy tale, and it would be the best, and we would all love it as much as we've loved it for thousands of years. Yeah. Like Harry Potter... Uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, all, all those good things. endings. And the other thing about George R. R. Martin is, so he's villainous because of the actions in his book, but he's also villainous in the infrequency of the book's release. <laughs> yeah, I am still waiting. Season season six is around the corner. When does season six actually start? Uh, April second. Yeah, beginning beginning of April. Yeah, fourth uh, maybe. We don't have a lot of time, George R. R. Martin. How am I supposed to read the sixth book? You know what's <laughs> gonna happen if you don't release it? You're supposed to look for clues on the internet, like some kind of dolt. Um, no, George R. R. Martin, you are a villain, and you are responsible for everything that happened in season three. Yeah. And four and five and one and two, but <laughs> three specifically. So you're a villain. Uh, let's move into season four. Season four is a weird one. The bear? Yeah. Oh, I had written down the bear from, you know, the bear that, like, the girl is going to get eaten by, and then Jamie comes back and is like, no, don't have her get eaten by that bear. Pull her out of there. And everyone's like, oh, no, yeah. we cut off your hand. You get out of here. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. That was what I, that was the conversation I was going to have. I tried to ignore it, but she pointed it out, so now we had to talk about it. Because <laughs> you wrote it down, and I was, yeah. I was wondering what the hell you were talking about. All right, so we're going to let you in a little back, behind the scenes, being and Brady with the beard in a bathtub. We started writing things down because we realized that we, we if we get onto a podcast with nothing to talk about, we'll just sit here awkwardly next to each yeah, other. No worries, guys. We're still not doing research. Right. I don't know if that's apparent yet. But. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be, because a lot of the names we don't remember. And so we just kind of... Threw it out there. Um, but I think that's a pretty solid transition into season four. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Not, so, not really a, a strong leap there. So fluid. Uh, <laughs> season four was a weird one. It's definitely weird in the book. So you've, you've not read the books. No, I have not. Season four and season five all happen, or book four and book five happen at the same time. Okay. Just with different characters. So book four is all like King's Landing stuff and like Arya and then... Book five is everyone else, so Daenerys and Tyrion okay. and a bunch of characters. I was wondering how he did the naming of the books, because like Clash of the Kings and um, other names to the books. Yeah, you know, Feast for Crows yeah, and Rose uh, yeah, of Winter. So I was wondering well, how he could name the books when it's like literally all different storylines, but now that makes there's sense. Still, there's always interlocking themes. Yeah, you gotta, be, gotta be very literary when you're reading these. Yeah, but, I'm not, but I am illiterate, so... It's true. He never even took an English class. He never even took a Spanish class. Um, Neither of those are true. <laughs> uh, so let's go into season four. Season four 
Is that, I don't think that's where we meet Egret, but I think that's where I she think, becomes an important part of Jon Snow's life. Yeah, I think we meet her at the end of season three. And so here's a, here's a real question for you. Egret, why does Jon fall for this girl? And why does she fall for Jon? Uh, well, I mean, he's just so damn honorable. And that, and that hair, man. It's the hair. <laughs> it's the flow. You can't beat it. Oh, just though. I mean, you really don't have to argue. I mean, he's a good looking dude. So, like, that could be enough. Yeah. Uh, but I just thought it was weird. They didn't spend that much time. I mean, they spent all their time together, but over a short period of time. Right. Uh, it might be one of those uh, character things where... Oh, uh, Stockholm Syndrome? Stockholm Syndrome. It might be a little Stockholm Syndrome. Uh, I mean, they were both good-looking people, though. Yeah. So... It's true. Sometimes good-looking people just have to stick together. Yep. Yeah. Um, That's what Hollywood's all about. I think so. But yeah, it just it just seems very quick and rushed in force, where they're just like, you belong to me now. Your only oath is to me. It's like, no, I took this other oath yeah. long before I even knew you. <laughs> I've it's known important. you for a month. It's important to me. To impress my dead father, who wasn't even my father, who might have been my father, I don't know. Um, so, Egret, this, this is just something I wanted to talk about. I don't know if she's a villain. Is she, uh, make, well, make the case. Is she a villain? Well, the you know nothing, Jon Snow, that went uh, viral. Oh, like, yeah. Still haunts his dreams. That's but, true. In the next couple months, like, he didn't do anything. Yeah, she just heckled him all the time. Yeah, yeah it's like, all he did was. For the greater good of everybody. And he's trying to. He tried to. And uh, Egret just kind of shits on him the entire time they know each other. And then they just, you know, have a relationship and stuff. But right. I guess that's just relationships, though. Yeah. Also, the setting. Anytime you find, like, a cave with, like, an underwater hot spring, you're probably going to end up falling in love with someone. In my experience, at least. <laughs> I'm at least three for three in those situations. <laughs> so... Um, you do a lot of cave spelunking? Oh, absolutely. After that, especially. Oh, yeah. As soon as you <laughs> I saw... See, I see the positive attributes. Um, <laughs> In the last year, just being as just traveling across the world, going skate, cave spelunking. Yep, that's my that's been my life. That's why we haven't podcasted in so long. <laughs> you think he's going to conferences. Nope, not the case. Orlando, great spelunking. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go on. So, season four is when we meet... Uh, all right. So also, we need to make like an asterisk on this. We could be completely wrong on when these events happen. I don't remember. Egret, I do or not know. Four. Um, but also remember, this is off the top. We're not doing research. We didn't watch this show yeah, at the all. Most, the most prep we did was write down a bunch of names on a board. Yeah, we've actually never watched this show. Uh, fun fact. <laughs> so if we're right on anything, it's kind of a miracle, really. Yeah. So you all should be impressed. <laughs> yes, you usually are when listening to us. Uh, so, but we meet a really interesting character, the Queen of Thorns, uh, something, something Tyrell, it's uh, not. Lady Olin, Olinna, Olander, uh, Olinic, that's it's what it is, what, yeah, yeah, Kelly Olinic Tyrell, <laughs> <laughs> and she, kind of the best, yeah, she's, yeah, she's, she doesn't give. She doesn't take the shit from Lannisters. Not like she, at all. She sees right through them. It's true. Uh, she's just one. She again always wants power for her house. Like that's kind of a theme and everybody. That's her but, whole thing. Even though I don't think she likes anyone in her house. Nah, I mean she really like Marjorie. Well, yeah, everyone likes Marjorie. She's the most attractive person in the entire Game of Thrones universe. Hot take. Calling it. It's not a hot take. It's true. It is true. I know. Um, Daenerys has fake hair. Yeah, and also like. Not that interesting. Yeah, she's just kind of bored. Yeah, but Marjorie married 15 times in yeah. the span of, like, two months. Yeah. And has three dead husbands. 
Yeah. Intriguing. You could write an entire play about it. Yeah. Call Chicago. <laughs> um, but, all right, let's bring it back. Queen of Thorns, villainous. All right, so what does she do in season, in season four? Uh, well, she goes... She, basically, every scene she's in, she's going toe-to-toe with someone awesome. Yeah. One of the best scenes in the entire show is when she meets Tywin for the first time. Yeah. Or they even just hang out, and it's like, wow, this dude can hold his own. But then she didn't back down either. Nope. Uh, she meets Tyrion. That was another interesting one, where she calls him out. I was like, I thought you'd be more interesting. And it's like, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a break of the fourth wall. Like, every kind of shit on everybody's love of Tyrion. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, for a drunken dwarf man, I thought you'd be more interesting. <laughs> um, so she, yeah, that was... Uh, she just kills it the whole season. Well, the, also the she, major, yeah, the major one that we're just not talking about is she orchestrates the purple wedding. Yeah, she poisons him. Yep, she poisons the, Joffrey, which is not villainous at all. No, uh, we are here. We have not mentioned Joffrey at all because we because just, he's not a real villain. He's not. He's just a shithead. He's just like look. If I saw Batman like die or whatever, or no, what did he see? If I saw Harvey Dent get pushed off a thing. And then no. watch Batman like f- like drive away. I would be traumatized too. Yeah, I would probably take over a kingdom and and torture all my cats. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and cats and horse. That's his torture victim. <laughs> um, so yeah, you can't blame Joffrey for any of that. He's just a traumatized kid, uh, born of incest. We know how that turns out. Yeah. We had an entire war of it called the Mad King War. Yeah, that we just colloquially named it. Um. And so, yeah, but she kills him. She kills a child. Not good. That's pretty villainous. Really not good. But he had and to a king. Go. He had to go though. He gets to go. He gets to go. Yeah, because, he had to go. Uh, I mean, like, with if he was there, that kingdom's going down. Right. Plus, it freed up the reign for his much stronger brother, Tommen. <laughs> Tommen. <laughs> I, like, he simply must meet Tommen. So, Tommen. So the funny part about Tommen is in season four when Joffrey dies, like, oh well, who's the king now? He's like, I completely forgot he had siblings. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I saw the sister in season five, I was like, he had a sister too. I had no idea. <laughs> it yeah. was so irrelevant. They're pretty. They're pretty worthless. Although Bran like totally shows up Tommen when they're in Winterfell. Oh yeah. Just like knocks him on his ass all the time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that was the best. Uh, Tommen, Tommen is the actual like hero of season four. Mostly Sir Pounce. Sir Pounce is the actual <laughs> hero of the entire show. Um, and Marjorie, Marjorie quasi explaining sex to Tommen is one of the best scenes <laughs> in the history of television. Because um, he just does not see what's happening at all, yeah. and it is the best. Um. So, does season four even have a villain? Well, we didn't talk about our fa- our favorite villain, and that's Hodor. <laughs> Hodor, actually faking it. Yep. True genius. That yep. dude could be, he could be your king of whispers or whatever. Well, he's using Bran to get the magic of the ch- the children of the forest. Right, and once he gets them on his side, he's going to initiate uh, seventh hell on the entire seven kingdoms. Well, that's what the, the, thing, the past hero that stopped winning the first time, but... Uh, partnered up with the children of the, the forest and Hodor. He's just orchestrate. We should use the word orchestrate like a hundred times. I know. All the show is is just puppet masters <laughs> pulling strings, and Hodor is pulling all of them. Yep. Because uh, that's, that's the, not even his name. Yeah, it's just a word he says. He just <laughs> yeah. made it up. It's like, hey, if I only say one word my whole life, 
I'm going to make big things happen. Because <laughs> I am 400 feet tall. He's a, he's a little giant. Yeah. Uh, Hodor, you true villainous bastard. Uh, <laughs> We're going to see it in season 7. Yeah. We have to wait all the way to season 7? To see him become the, the villain that oh takes over gosh. the world. He, yeah. might, he might be the uh, leader of the White Walkers. Yeah. Every, well, everyone thinks that Bran is controlling Hodor. Other way around. Yeah. Hodor... Hasn't quite mastered it. It's why Bran can't walk. But once he masters true mobility <laughs> as a ward, y'all y'all watch out. Because if I had the power to transform or basically move my entity into another body, I would definitely pick a 12-year-old pubescent <laughs> child. It may or may not be paralyzed. Yep. That's the dream. Hodor, <laughs> oh, you sandbagging motherfucker. You are the man and you are the villain of season four. Because I couldn't really think of one. What even happens in season four? The purple oh, wedding. Probably the, the, oh, oh no. wait, no. The, the fight between the viper and the mountain. Oh, that was awesome. The viper is the people's champion. I love the viper. He's the best. <laughs> That's why I don't think he's... He's just an idiot. He's a showboating bastard. No, he's the best. <laughs> Look, you it's not worth winning if you can't win big. Yeah. That dude was going for it all. <laughs> he uh, already won it. He already beat the, the No, he wanted him to say it. If he didn't win until he had said it, uh-huh. and he did say it, so he did win. I guess, but then he died, so how much did he really win? Well enough. Uh, I guess the mountain one or the mountain died too. So. Well, we'll find out. No, he definitely died. Well, well, he definitely died. Death is not permanent, as we're about to find with Jon Snow. Yep. Maybe. Oh, he's definitely coming back. Are you kidding I me? I know. He's the, he's so the, did, did he's the light of the, of the world or whatever. Did you see what he uh, said? Um, Kit Harrington. He said, Jon Snow is not coming back. He's dead. Or I am dead. It's like, so now the huge theory is he's going to come back as either um, uh, Jon Stark, because he was offered the name. Oh, no. Or come back as John Targaryen because that's. Oh no! <laughs> Those are the two theories. No, he's gonna come back as one of the dragons. <laughs> he's gonna warg into a dragon. Yep, that's what I would do. I, I mean, don't know why Bronn's not getting on it. What's I mean, the range of warging? <laughs> like, can you just warg anything? I think it's one continent. So. One. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty big range. Um, Still doesn't qu- quite get there. Yeah, Sean Hunter only had thirty feet of range. Oh, that dude can do it. Um, Alright, so season four, Mountain versus the Viper, that was awesome. So maybe politics is a villain, uh, because anything that leads to Tyrion being on trial yeah. is, is villainous. <laughs> Tyrion's move is uh, combat, trial by combat. Yeah, well Tyrion's move is, you want to blame me? Blame me. You want to crown him? Crown their asses. He was who I thought he was. <laughs> That's basically his argument in the court, and then he's like, oh, but also, trial by combat. Yeah. I got you. He's a showman, man. He is. A, uh, he, he sleight of hand. He, he manipulates the people. He orchestrates getting off. <laughs> That's true. But also, Varys does that. We haven't talked about Varys, but he's the best. Where's Varys? Varys is the best. Oh, the spider? whispers, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, would, I mean, like, he whispers, so I don't really hear him that well. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that, that probably wraps up season four. We're going to stop this episode here. Uh, because we don't want to go on too long, and we've got season five to talk about, as well as our predictions for season six. Brady doesn't know we're going to talk about those yet, but I'm really excited to bring them your way. So, this has been another episode of Bina and Brady, the Beer in a Bathtub. I am Bina. I'm Brady. And as always, because you never know if another red wedding is going to hit your family, you should call your mother. <laughs>